Have you ever asked yourself the question, and many have, why are some people healed and some people are not healed? Well, that's what this new series is about on the Be Healed podcast entitled, Why Were They Healed? We're going to be covering certain healing aspects of the Bible by looking at people in the scripture who were healed and trying to understand why the healing power of God flowed to them. Because before we can even understand why it doesn't flow to other people, let's more importantly figure out why it did flow to those who were healed. So I hope you get ready for this brand new series of teaching, which I believe is going to be able to help build you up in your faith and your knowledge to receive healing. Hey, everybody, my name is Steve Hannett, and I'm the host of the Be Healed podcast. It's a ministry of the Gospel Mission Network, and I'm passionate Guys, I'm passionate about God's promise to heal. It is a need that God knows we have and a need that his cross and the work on the cross has provided. I'm excited that we've reached 160 countries and that's because of you. And so we want to say a special thank you to you for listening. And we want to offer you the chance to be able to share it with your friends and with your family, because we know how many people need the clear knowledge and faith building knowledge of the Bible to be healed. I highly encourage you, if you can, to grab your Bible and to grab a notepad to be able to take some notes and even journal about what it is you're hearing here so that you can integrate it into your prayer life and into your praise life. Okay, let's get ready for the first message of this series covering why the centurion servant was healed. We're going to first start by reading the actual selection of the scripture found in Matthew chapter 8, beginning with verse 5, and then we're going to go and discover why he was healed. Verse 5 begins, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. What a wonderful, wonderful text to help us understand some of the keys to the healing of our bodies. Now, the first notable fact about this historical account is that a centurion came to Jesus and It is a very powerful fact because a centurion was a Roman commander over a hundred soldiers. And so 
the centurion being a Roman would have been seen as somebody that persecutes the Jews. And so this is not somebody who is Jewish. This is not somebody who has the covenant uh, of the of the Jews automatically being applied to him. No, this is somebody that would have been considered an adversary to the Jews. But he's coming to Jesus, and this means that this Roman man must have somewhere along the line moved in his heart from persecutor to follower, to believer, to somebody who praised Jesus, somebody who heard such a clear account of Jesus that he was able to, as a Roman, understand that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is the one that you come to when you have a need. It's a very, very powerful point because we must realize that a lot of people say they believe in Jesus, and they may have even been growing up in a family that went to church, but when trouble comes, they don't run to Jesus. They run to other things in the world. But this man, who's a citizen of the Gentile community of the world in Rome, is actually coming to Jesus. So this is one of the first things that we have to realize of why he got healed is he came to Jesus. He came to Jesus with all his heart. Now, the next thing that we see is that he is interceding for somebody that he cares for. He's interceding for somebody that he cares for. It says that he reports to Jesus, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. Now, we know that the servant is not just a little sick, but is actually near death. It reveals this in Luke chapter 7, verse 2. And a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So this is very urgent, a very urgent situation. And this is a situation that the centurion is in desperate need. And so the centurion is in a place where he's not only coming to Jesus and calling him Lord in verse 5 of Matthew chapter 8, but he's also interceding for someone that he cares for. Now, Jesus says to him in verse 7, I will come and heal him. Well, that's a powerful statement. I mean, this Roman man comes to Jesus, describes the situation that's happening, and Jesus affirms his request and tells him that he's going to travel to his home and he's going to heal the servant. It's what the centurion says next that really is mind-blowing. It says in verse 8 of Matthew chapter 8, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. This reveals that not only is the centurion believing that Jesus is Lord, not only is he interceding for someone he loves, but he's a humble man. He recognizes that he is not worthy and that much he's esteeming Jesus of the worth and the majesty and the preeminence of Jesus in his heart. And he's coming with great humility, and he says that he's not even worthy to have Jesus come to his roof, under his roof. He says, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. Now, Jesus said that he was going to heal him, and now the centurion says, all you have to do is speak a word, and my servant will be healed. 
You don't need to come physically, Jesus. I'm unworthy of you coming under my roof. But if you just speak a word, it will get the job done. Well, it says in verse 9, why he said this. He said, for I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and and that's when he said that he has never found, Jesus never found such great faith, not even in Israel. Well, this begins to really bring us into the, the essence, the center of why the healing promise of God is being released to this centurion. And it is simply that this man had very powerful faith. This is not the testimony of the centurion or of other people. This is the testimony of Jesus Christ, the Lord himself. He says that he has not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And then it says in verse number 13, Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. You see, Jesus is saying, your faith has made you well. Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. Jesus is essentially saying that the promise is going to flow to your servant according to your belief. In other words, as you have believed. But I want to go even further here because if you've been a listener of the Be Healed podcast, you know that faith is frequently taught by the Bible to be the key to bring the healing power of Jesus Christ. But this text brings us actually even deeper into what the centurion believed. Well, one, we know that he believed he was Lord because he did call him Lord. We know that he esteemed him as great worth because he didn't even think he himself was worthy to come under the roof. But it's when he said, only speak a word and my servant will be healed. And he describes why he said you only need to speak a word. I'm going to read verse 9 again of Matthew chapter 8. He says, for I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. What is the centurion really revealing here? Well, he's describing his own position of being under authority and being in authority. He describes that he's a man under authority, but he has soldiers under him. Now, remember, he would have had a hundred soldiers under him being a centurion. And so this means that he understands the flow of authority, and not only the flow of authority, but he describes how authority is released. He says, I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. How does the centurion understand that authority is released in his own life? By what he says. He understands that when he speaks a command, those under him are to listen and must listen and do listen. So when he comes to Jesus, he's believing something very specific. He's believing in the esteemed authority and the extreme authority 
the sovereign authority of Jesus Christ being the Son of God. Because he says, if I am a man under authority, and yet I am a man in authority, and I command a command and it is obeyed, then how much more will Jesus, who he's calling Lord, merely have to speak a command? So he believed that Jesus's authority was over the authority of the sickness, the paralysis, the torment, and this life-threatening problem to his servant. His faith was not only in Jesus in general, but it was in Jesus's authority, and not just in that in general, but in his authority to speak a command over the problem attacking his servant. Said another way, very simply, is the centurion believed in the authority of the word of God. He believed in the authority of the Word of God to such a degree that he realized that whether Jesus is there in person under his roof, laying his hand on his servant's head, or if he just speaks an authoritative word, it's the same release of the same power. And Jesus celebrates his faith in Jesus's authority. You know, this is something that may seem basic, but it's a major thing in a believer's life. Because Satan has been attacking the Word of God since the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3, when he asked Eve, did God indeed say, I want to affirm to you today as a believer in Jesus that we must shift our faith from not only just believing that Jesus is Lord, but believing in the authority of his word. Because when you and I believe in the authority of his word, it is the same thing as if Jesus would be right there with you in your car as you're listening to this podcast, as if you are in your kitchen with your coffee, in your bed, or in the hospital room with you right now. When Jesus speaks a word and we believe in the authority of that word as fully and completely as this man understood, we too will receive the healing power of Jesus Christ. Now, this faith is not manufactured in the man. This faith is flowing from the man's understanding of who Jesus Christ, the Messiah, truly is. And so we thank God that God is revealing to us in this text that we can believe in the authority of God's word. We want Jesus to be able to speak to us like he did the centurion in verse 13. He said, go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. So I encourage you today in this first message of why were they healed to begin to place and put your trust in the word of almighty God. And this is not only for his healing promises, but this also is for our entire life. 
in only a couple of chapters, a few chapters before, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4 says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So let us embrace what God says in his word. Let us not only embrace it, but realize that it is an authoritative word. Jesus is the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He is the beginning and the end. He is the Alpha and He is the Omega. He is the Holy One of Israel. He is the One who is the Savior of the world. And He is the manifestation of the promised covenant of Almighty God. He is the One who redeems our life from destruction. He is the one who heals all who are oppressed by the devil. It's time that we put our trust in Jesus and in his authority over sickness and disease. This is a mighty encouraging word for you and I today because his word is still in his mouth and his word is in our mouths, and we are able to pray for his will flowing from his word into your body. So the Bible says to be healed. The Bible says to stretch forth your hand. The Bible says to straighten up. The Bible says to be free. The Bible says that demons must leave your body in the name of Jesus Christ. The word is living. The word is active. And the word is, as it describes in the letter of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, more powerful and, and sharper than any double-edged sword. Yes, it's able to divide soul and spirit. It is able to divide it bone from marrow. It is a word with power. It is the word of power, and it is the word that brings life. This teaching today has been received by many in the world before us and even on the earth now who are today receiving the healing power of God because they receive his word. What about you and your situation? Will you believe that God's word has authority over the diagnosis, the authority over your pain? Hallelujah. I know that your heart is reaching for it. I know that you believe in Jesus, believe in his word, believe in the authority of his word, and the healing power of Jesus Christ is going to flow. Remember that Jesus said yes to the centurion even before he verbally revealed his faith. In the same way, we must realize that the work on the cross has already said yes. It's provided healing for your body. God's answer to your prayer to heal you is yes already. The Bible says all his promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. So our faith in his authority is merely releasing that faith, releasing that promise. So let's do it right now. Wherever you are, especially if you're driving, pull over and let's pray for you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, I pray for all those who need healing in their body right 
now. And Lord, I release your word. I send your word because you say in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, that you are the Lord who heals us. And we thank you in Isaiah 53 that, Lord God, you have taken our sicknesses. You have borne our pains and diseases. And by your stripes, your suffering, we are healed. And Lord, right now, we thank you, Lord, for the confirmation of your word in the Bible. And Father, I in faith send your word into their body, and I declare and I decree right now, releasing your word that by your stripes we are healed. I declare the listener healed, the believer healed right now in the name of Jesus. We command the authority of the sickness is broken, and we declare your authoritative word is sent and overcoming and overwhelming every other authority in their body. We declare this, we receive this, and I declare be healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ, in the authority of Jesus Christ, for the glory of God, we say amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, begin to praise God. Begin to praise him as your faith has received. Hallelujah. We give you thanks and praise. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm so thankful for you listening to the Be Healed podcast. We want you to receive a free gift about your identity in Christ. Text the word healing to 94,000. Make sure you share this podcast with people. Follow it and make sure you don't miss one episode. God bless you. We love you in Jesus. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website, you can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of the Gospel Mission Network, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, Simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.